0: Thank you very much. Uh, First and foremost, I just want to thank God for allowing me to be here and even to stand before you. And uh, secondly, I just want to also appreciate what the church in the West have done to us as Africans. You were the first people to send missionaries to Africa. Think of David Livingstone. A man was very ambitious, pursuing, you know, things, but when he was touched by God, he left Scotland, came to Africa, Zambia in the uh, province where I come from, and you know, he died in that place, and his uh, desire and uh, prayer was that out of Africa, we can also start to raise up missionaries who can go out and preach the word of God. And today I stand before you as the fruit of what David Livingstone had to do. And I just want to say thank you for sending people like David Livingstone and other missionaries that have come to Africa. And even for what you are doing as a church here, you know, taking people for outreach and also ministering in uh, different uh, places. My name's Melvin uh, Melvin Chandachombe, married to one wife uh, by the name of uh, Veronica. And God has uh, blessed us with uh, four biological kids, two girls and two boys. And uh, all of them, you know, they love the Lord and uh, they are passionate about saving God. Just to give you a bit of uh, the background of my life, I come from a family of 12. That is including my mother and my father. And uh, I was born in a family of people that were non-believers or people that didn't have uh, any relationship with God. You know, and uh, I grew up in that family. And I know what it means to grow up in a family that is lost. But by the grace of God, at the age of 12, I was invited by my friend, you know, to go to church, to Sunday school. And I went to Sunday school. I remained with this church and got connected to this church because of a Sunday school teacher who got interest in me and was very inspirational and that is the only thing that made me to go to that church. It was until the age of 18 when somebody by God's grace took interest in me, shared the word of God from John chapter 3 verse 16 and explained the gospel. The sacrifice of uh, Jesus Christ. And for the first time, I gave my life to the Lord. And from that time up to now, my life has never been the same. And from that one act of obedience, God has made it possible for all my family members, including my father, to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And one of my brothers is a pastor serving the Lord full time. I lost my mother last year, and uh, she was 93. My father is still living, is 96. So God has been so gracious. And you know, it is uh, from uh, that point that God challenged me to say, Melvin, you know what it means to be lost. And you know what it means to be saved. And I want you you to go out and share the love of Christ. And sometimes I wonder and think about... uh, you know, God's grace that one day if we make it to heaven, we'll be shocked with people that will be coming to us. And you say, thank you for what you did. And then you say, what did I do? They say, the very time that you prayed for the lost, that's why I'm here. The very time that you supported missions, that's why I am here. Let me just sing one song which reminds me about uh, God's grace. He healed the blind man He walked on waters, and he raised them, Jairus' daughter. He fed the hungry. He cleansed the lepers. All we need now is Jesus more than ever. Jesus now, more than ever. We are sailing in stormy weather. All his children should get together. All we need now is Jesus more than ever. In the book of Revelation, read about. Tribulation, we are heading in that direction, only Jesus can offer protection, Jesus now, more than ever, we are sailing in stormy weather, Oh, his children, should get together all we need now is jesus more than ever i stand here as a representative of om and om we believe that uh, we are there to esteem the church and to save the church. And uh, if there is any way that uh, we can uh, save you as a local church, we are there to do that. And uh, as OM Africa, God has given us a vision to raise about uh, 5,000 workers from Africa to be sent to 350 communities by 2027. For a long time, as a continent, we have been on the receiving end. But we are saying we need to start sending out missionaries. Quickly, let's turn our Bibles to uh, Matthew chapter 9. And I'll start reading from verse 35 up to 38. Because of time, we are not going to read the other scripture I'll just mention. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Shall we pray? Thank you, Father, for the reading of your word. You have said you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And if the Son set you free, you shall be free indeed. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. This morning, I just want to share with you the message that I've entitled the heart of God for the lost people, which is also the unfinished task. You know, when you look at uh, the work of God, the work of God is already finished at the cross. When Jesus died at the cross, he said it is finished. And as far as God is concerned, the task is completed. But, you know, he has given us a mandate in Matthew 28 verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And, you know, sometimes I wonder why it is not uh, a finished task or a mandate. Especially when I look at, uh, you know, the mobile phones. This is uh, the latest innovation that has come recently. But if you go to Tanzania among the Maasai people, you find people with cell phones. And in those places, people have not come to know Christ. And then I ask myself, why is it like this? Oswald J. Smith said, No one has the right to hear the gospel twice while there remains someone who has not heard. And Paul in Romans chapter 15. Verse 20 says, uh, it has been my ambition to preach Christ where Christ is not known. What is the heart of God for the lost people? The heart of God for the lost people is for people, groups to come and know him. John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only and begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish. That is the heart of God. He wants to reconcile people to himself. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 to 20, he has uh, reconciled us to himself and he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, he has said, uh, you have experienced my love. Take this love to your people. Yeah, now this is what God spoke, you know, spoke to me to say, Melvin, you were lost, but now you know what it means, and I want you to be an ambassador, a representative of me on this uh, earth. He wants to establish His kingdom, and you know, He's doing this through what we call missions. And uh, like I said in the morning for the first service, I said, uh, you know, God has ordained the local church to be the vehicle. You know, to do missions. And when we talk about missions, what is missions? There are so many definitions. But I like one definition from the Luzana conference. Where they said, uh, missions is the whole church taking the whole gospel to the whole world. And when we talk about the whole church, we say, everyone in the church needs to be involved. And we have got no excuse. Why you should not be involved in uh, taking the gospel. And this gospel, it should not be one-sided gospel. It should not be a gospel that is diluted. But you know, we want the full gospel to be preached to the whole world. Sometimes, you know, we wonder if this is possible. You know, I remember a young man by the name of Cephas... From Zambia, you know, after coming for mission training at OM base and he was challenged about missions. And then he said, you know, I want to go to Chad because I have heard that there is a tribe in Chad who have not come to know the Lord. And we said, uh, you think this is possible? He said, yes, it is possible. Because the same God who said, uh, go there and make disciples of nations, he knew that there would be Africans who are not going to have resources, but I believe we serve a big God. And for sure, Cephas went to Chad and he has been there for more than 10 years. Yes, he faces some opposition and some discouragement, but last year and this year, he brought some of his converts from other religions. And as I'm talking, the church is established in Chad. It is possible we can do it, In Ghana, an outreach team, you know, a medical team went out to the Flani people in the north. And, you know, when they arrived there, it was very difficult to find an interpreter. And then, you know, they they looked for somebody who was speaking that language. And the only person that they found was uh, an imam. And, you know, they asked him to interpret. After, you know, the, the, the outreach, this imam responded and said, uh, I want to be part of uh, what God is busy doing. And the name of that person is Musa and the church started in his house and the church has been growing and they've even started going to another people groups. God is busy working. He's a missionary God. He's a missionary God. And you know, when we look at uh, the scripture that we have read, Jesus Christ was with his disciples. And what is interesting is that uh, when Jesus uh, looked at the people, he said, uh, the harvest is plenteous, but few are the laborers. Pray to the Lord of the harvest, and you know, uh, so that God may thrust out laborers. Brothers and sisters, when we talk about the heart of God, we need to understand that we need To have the world vision. Jesus was not just thinking of one nation. He was thinking of the nations. That's why the Bible says, for God so loved the world. We need to see things with the eyes of Jesus. He was with disciples. When his disciples are just looking at the lost people, Jesus was looking at the harvest. When you are sitting and watching on your television about the Rohingya people, what comes in your mind? When you see refugees are from Syria, what comes in your mind? May we see things with the eyes of God. You are saved to share the gospel with those who are lost. The other thing, to have the heart of God or to know the heart of God, it has to be with Prayer. Jesus said, pray for the lost and pray for the harvest. Brothers and sisters, I am here to encourage you to say you can be involved in praying for the lost people, for the missionaries. You can be involved by giving. You may say, I cannot go because of my age, because of my uh, physical challenges. You can uh, give. But some of you are sitting here, you can also go as missionaries. In Africa, we are still looking for skilled manpower, administrators, accountants, project managers. You can come for three months, six months, one year. No one has got an excuse to say you cannot go. When he said, go therefore and make disciples of nations, you know, he gave us... uh, you know, his presence. Because he says, Lord, I'll be with you. So when we go out, we don't go alone. And also he said, you know, you provide. Where there is a vision, there is a provision. And also he has promised to protect us. And I want to challenge you. Maybe you are in this place. And God has spoken to you and you are saying, "Here I am, send me like the way you know Isaiah had to respond. This will be the right time for you to respond. Don't be like Jonah. It will be very sad for you to move out of this place and running away from God like what Jonah did. Shall we pray? Thank you Father for your wait. For you have said your word shall never return void until it accomplishes its purpose. May your word do its part, even in in our lives and in this place. Thank you for this congregation and for this church, for their passion for missions. In Jesus' name, amen. Maybe you are in this place and uh, you have heard the word of God and you are saying, I need prayers. I want God to show me what I need to do. I just want to extend this invitation. Please feel free to come in front and I'll ask the pastor and also Steve just, you know, to stand with you and to pray with you. Simon, please, you're welcome. If you feel that, you know, you need some prayers just where you are, I just want you to raise up your hand so that I can pray with you. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for those hands. May I just ask you for another thing, just as a, um, you know, commitment. If you can just come in front here so that we can uh, pray for you. Please, quickly, let's do that. Thank you, Jesus. Ask you just if you can lay some hands and pray for people here may I ask also the congregation as we are in this attitude of prayer just you know to keep our friends you know in prayer because Jesus said pray for the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers to the mission field the harvest is plenteous but the few are the laborers